Welcome back to Culture Shock. Earlier this week, a lot of the East Coast got hit with horrible storms, heavy rain, high winds, flooding, all of that. However, this one Brooklyn high school in particular was temporarily closed the day after the storm. And no, it wasn't because of any damages or anything. It was to house illegal immigrants so that they could escape from the storm. Limbs of TikTok received a video from a parent of a Madison High School student in Brooklyn, where truckloads of cots, food, supplies, everything for these illegal immigrants were being unloaded. And to nobody's surprise, this parent was told to stop filming. Oh, this is cots. This is bed. They're bringing in food. Why not? I gotta see where my tax dollars are going. New York City officials announced that nearly 2,000 immigrants from almost 500 families would be bused from their tents to Madison High due to concerns over their tents' ability to remain upright during these storms. Officials said that we are doing this out of an abundance of caution because of the high winds, and students, don't worry, would do their classes remotely while these immigrants took over their gymnasium and their auditorium. A graphic that was sent out explained that teachers would be available via Zoom only if requested prior by email. However, some parents came out and said that teachers didn't even show up when they were requested to show up. So the day was a bust. And here's something else interesting about Madison High. It's a scan school, which means that students get scanned upon entrance, but not for these immigrants. No, they were able to just bypass the checks. If you're watching, you can watch a video here of that. They were bypassing the checks and just walked right in. It's another example of students, you know, being an afterthought and these illegal immigrants being the priority. And I'm going to keep adding more and more layers to this story because it just keeps getting worse. And apparently New York City schools have been planning these remote days like this for weeks now. In November, parents of these students received an email about remote learning readiness plans if there were to be a need for remote learning in the future, right? How convenient. It was a nice little cover-up, in my opinion, that these schools could say, hey, we warned you guys that this might be possible in the future. And what a coincidence that only a number of weeks later where the, these students were removed from their school while immigrants were moved in. And then we see that Mayor Eric Adams tweeted that he's so proud to be on the ground at Madison High at 1230 in the morning where he's keeping asylum seekers safe and dry. The ability to be that oblivious is mind-boggling and astounding. This decision, though, only one day is still ridiculous and unbelievable because now parents are wondering, and I was wondering this myself, is this going to be like the new precedent should students and parents at, at other Brooklyn or New York City schools be prepared now to be relocated and temporarily having to do online classes every time there's like severe weather or a storm? Because now these officials are prioritizing legal immigrants over these Brooklyn students. And where where is Biden in all of this, you might ask? where is he even like awake at these hours of the night? Well, the White House press secretary described the entire situation as a precaution. 
Listen to this. A whole high school in New York is having remote classes today because the building was needed to house people who came into this country illegally. So what is the president's priority in this case? Is it the migrants or is it the students? So let me just uh, just clear this up a little bit. Um, so yesterday, New York City informed us that as a precaution, uh, they would temporarily relocate migrants staying at Floyd Bennett Field to a nearby high school. As of this morning, all migrants have returned to the facility at Floyd Bennett Field. And so anything specific as to the program and what decided to do and all of the specifics to that, I would certainly refer you to New York City. Removing kids from school, especially especially after they were already removed for so long because of COVID, is not a precaution. It's unrealistic and it's unsustainable. Illegal immigration was prioritized over these students this week, and it was very, very abundantly clear. And there has to be a better option than to remove students from their own high school and remove them from in-person learning. You learn nothing on those days. We consider them like a day off from school. It's a joke. No learning is being done those days. And not only did they cancel school, but Madison High also canceled its winter wonderland dance for the students with no explanation and no future date has been like is set. So illegal immigrants are more important than children and their education. And they even signed the note with, get this, stay kind, Madison. The irony, the complete irony, how is it kind to be doing what you're doing to these children? We have a tweet here that says, as a former educator, I can tell you that this means a short assignment will be posted, used as attendance, and no real education will be done. A total loss in every conceivable way. Why should we even be shocked that the government does not care about keeping kids in schools after they removed them for months, if not years, for some school during COVID? Why are we shocked that because of this immigration crisis, the kids are now being affected by it? It's a ridiculous situation that is happening in New York. It's a disgrace. And I don't know if you've been seeing these videos on X or on Instagram or on TikTok or wherever you see your trending videos, but there have been an exorbitant amount of videos being posted of illegal immigrants just taking over airports and, like, having certain sections of the airport, you know, sectioned off and, like, gated off for just them and their belongings. There's one that has been going around Chicago O'Hare Airport, which is bizarre because I was literally just in Chicago, can't believe I, didn't, I missed this, where parts of the airport are being sectioned off to house illegal immigrants. Apparently, there were too many illegal immigrants, and now they're just overflowing into the terminal area. And Libs of TikTok posted this video as well from a source, and she said that the source says there were mainly Hispanic men, and he was asked to not record. What's with this, like, pattern of people not wanting what they're doing being recorded? If they're so okay with what's going on, are they? why are they so in fear of all this backlash? These Chicago taxpayers have no say in this. One of the things that really freaks me out about this is these people who are just being housed in these airports and then being shipped off, shipped off on planes, are they, being, are they passing medical clearances? Like, I would be very, very uncomfortable, especially if I was a parent bringing my children into the airport. Where's the information claiming that they are able to fly on a plane. It's almost like these airports are becoming a little sanctuary city within their own sanctuary cities. It's always the big name cities. You know, it's New York City, Illinois, it's places, it's Phoenix. It's it's all these big cities who are now making their own little city inside an airport for these illegal immigrants. They're taking over 
schools now, like I said, in New York, and they're taking over airports. Like, there's a lot of security concerns here and a lot of health concerns. Are there not? You're letting these people into schools where students are trying to learn before you relocated them temporarily to their homes. And now you have people who are just walking into these airports, staying there for God knows how long. How do we know this is not a security issue or a health issue? I don't think we do. But clearly, these people in Chicago and these other larger cities are getting what they what they voted for. I think all these people who are complaining about these photos and videos being released are under the assumption that if people don't see it, it's it's fine. There's nothing going on. It's not an issue. It's it should not be newsworthy. That's why it is so important that all these people who are seeing these things and filming them and posting them on the internet, that's how we're finding out about these because these officials, you know, these government officials, these people in the airports are trying to just like, oh, okay, go and go into your little corner now, legal immigrants, go ahead, hide in this sectioned off area. They don't want anybody to know, and it's for good reason, because people are going to get pissed off because of it. There are already people who don't enjoy flying. Imagine walking into this scenario and being even more overwhelmed and anxious than before. People are getting angry. They're realizing it, so they're trying to section them off. They're trying to hide it and not promote these things so that people don't get angry. I just think it's really interesting how these government officials shut the world down for, I don't know, give or take however long you want to say, Things have been weird for like three years now. They shut the world down for three years, and now they're just opening doors up to people who have... We don't know if they've been medically screened yet. They're like, come on in. Welcome to O'Hare. What flight would you like to get on today? And by the way, we, you, you won't have to pay for it. It'll come out of everybody else's pocket. I know people who are my age who travel alone all the time. I wouldn't feel comfortable if that was my situation that I walked into. I don't care how that makes me sound. That would be unnerving. And I think a lot of people would agree that that is not a comfortable situation to be in. And on the other side of the country, we're going to go back into another school because our schools are all just the laughingstock of our news cycle these days. Fourth graders in Washington were forced to attend a discussion on their teacher's transition from female to male. Yeah, these 9- and 10-year-old students were instructed to start calling Miss Angela Mr. Angel. The students were read It Feels Good to Be Yourself, a book about gender identity, to explain the transition. And here is a snippet of audio of the book. This is Ruthie. She's a transgender girl. That means when she was born, everyone thought she was a boy until she grew a little older, old enough to tell everyone that she's actually a girl. This is Ruthie's friend, Alex. Alex is both a boy and a girl. When Alex was born, everyone thought Alex was a girl. But Alex is both boy and girl. This is Alex's gender identity. All I know is that I would have read that email, listened to some of that book, and I would have immediately, as a parent, been like, yep, homeschool starts today. So an email was sent to parents so they could discuss this change with their children upon returning from Christmas break. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm old enough to remember when I was in school, I didn't even know if my teachers were married. Some of them, I didn't even really know their first name. Now we have trans teachers who are seeking serotonin by making kids sit and listen to their mental delusions. Teachers and schools that allow this fetish to be publicized and to happen are not good teachers and they are not good schools. Poor children at age 9 or 10 who are returning from Christmas break 
are met face-to-face with their new transgender teacher. What is going on in the world today and why are so many people okay with it? And speaking of why are so many people okay with this nonsense, did you know that gender preference is transphobic now? That's right, to like a certain gender is transphobic. Listen to this. Yes, general preferences are always transphobic. You're welcome. No, but seriously, deciding that you don't want to be intimate with someone because of the genitals they have is transphobic, particularly like if you think about in this case, this means that this person is not open to dating trans women, which invalidates their womanhood. Not only that, it makes assumptions about the way that trans people are going to want to use those genitals, the idea that trans people use the body parts that they have in the same way that cis people with those same body parts do is transphobic. Say it with me. General preferences are always transphobic. No, no, no. I'll say it with you. It's not transphobic for a woman to not want to pursue another woman. That's called being straight. If you're a straight man and don't want to date another man, you're a transphobe, apparently. It's now wrong to be straight. I actually, I actually laughed at the part where this individual says it invalidates a trans woman's womanhood. What womanhood? You have a manhood because you're a man. Like, I will never understand the line between gender doesn't exist and let me change my gender 450 times based off of the wind and the weather pattern that day. If your body parts don't determine your gender, then why do these people feel so passionate about changing them? and then talking to the internet about it. That doesn't make any sense to me. These people want to be able to choose and do whatever they want with their bodies, but then it becomes transphobic when straight people don't want to pursue a person of the same sex. Make that make sense. It's all so exhausting to keep up with. I don't know how these people have the energy for this between the constant hormone injections and the juggling of all these identities I'm surprised to even have the energy to try to make their points, let alone record them and post them on the internet. Those were a few absolutely unreal stories. We hopped around a little bit from location to location. Be sure to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is at heyitslins with three S's. You'll see a lot of my content on there. Be sure to follow Town Hall on X at townhall.com. You'll see a lot of my stuff on there as well. And until next time, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Culture Shock.